Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young-onset Parkinson's called Rebound. If you know someone with Parkinson's or you know nothing about Parkinson's, you will want to read Brian's story. Order your copy on Amazon or visit your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader? Audiobook listener? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's foundation, which supports those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. Let me start by giving a big thank you to Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic, who gave the most reasoned explanation I have heard yet from an NBA player for not wanting to get vaccinated. Isaac as it turns out, already has had COVID-19 and the combination of immunities built up from having had it and being 23 years old, according to the research he has done, does not make him vulnerable to dying should he be infected by the Delta variant. He didn't get that specific, but that's essentially what he's saying. From what he understands, he doesn't need the vaccine. And based on what I've read, I'd say he's right. And until someone from the CDC or Dr. Fauci gives counter evidence, I'm going to roll with Isaac. Isaac didn't intend to make the other notable players who have declined to get vaccinated, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, and Andrew Wiggins, look like children, but that was the end result. If Wiggins already has had COVID-19, I'd defend his right not to get vaccinated as well. But we don't know why he doesn't want to get it. Same for Kyrie and Bradley. I get the sense that a lot of Isaac supporters got all excited about his position because he's a devout Christian. And I've heard and read of religious zealots that believe that praying to God will keep them safe from the virus. Well, it didn't keep Isaac safe, apparently. And his religious beliefs are not why he feels it's not necessary to get vaccinated. This is the difference between Isaac and the other three, and it's why I roll with Isaac. 
and quite honestly, everyone should. He's not questioning the need for masks or taking precautionary measures or getting vaccinated. Isaac believes in all that. He does all that. He wears a mask diligently in public. I'm pretty sure he understands that he could still contract the virus or pass it along if he doesn't take precautions. He just doesn't believe it's necessary for him to get vaccinated in order to protect his own health. And from what I've read of CDC material, that's the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, if you're vaccinated, you can still suffer from the Delta variant and spread it. Which leads me to believe Isaac's position is reasonable. There doesn't seem to be an overwhelming reason for him to get vaccinated. I wasn't in that camp, for the record. I never got COVID-19. But I knew enough people who did and either died or suffered for months that I wanted to get vaccinated. I wanted my wife to get vaccinated and I wanted my kids to get vaccinated. I got the Johnson and Johnson shot and my reaction made me glad I did because I suffered symptoms for about eight hours and that was enough for me to imagine what it could have been like if I'd suffered the real deal. No, thank you. And yes, I'm well aware that we don't know what the long-term effects of the vaccine is going to be. Normally, anytime a vaccine is developed, we have clinical trials and years of evidence of how it works. This is the first time in human history where we have developed a vaccine and distributed it before the actual epidemic had, had run its course. So... I understand the trepidation on that part. I'm just looking at the alternative and the alternative that too many of my friends, colleagues, and people that I know suffered. Maybe Kyrie, Bradley, and Wiggins have equally legitimate reasons. They've given a few reasons, but not any legitimate ones. Because this is where Isaac went a little astray. He suggested this was about personal freedom. And that's not what is at stake. People's health is. Our collective health. Isaac doesn't pose a threat to anyone's health, or at least no more than those who are vaccinated. And he doesn't appear to be risking his own in any major way. That's why I'll defend and commend his position. On to the subject I really wanted to tackle. And that's the Dallas Mavericks' new head coach, Jason Kidd, suggesting that Luka Doncic has to trust his teammates more, which essentially means, dude, give up the ball. Doncic led the league during the regular season last year in usage rate at 36%, and that jumped up to more than 40% in the Mavs' short-lived appearance in the playoffs. Now, it takes some major cojones to walk in and tell Luka Doncic what he needs to do, not just to him, but announce it to the entire world. But that is why you hire Jason Kidd. Because in a world where far too many coaches, in my estimation, seem afraid to tell players the truth, at least as they see it, Jason is not going to sugarcoat anything. 
That's also the luxury you have, both as a Hall of Fame point guard, but also with the total backing of the team owner, Mark Cuban, and the GM, Nico Harrison. He also has the backing of CEO Cynthia Marshall, who was brought in after a report by John Wertheim detailed a franchise rife with sexual harassment and abuse. And apparently some people saw the hiring of Kidd as a contradiction to Marshall's stated zero tolerance policy when it comes to domestic abuse or sexual assault. This is what I always find curious, I don't want to say, amusing, amusing is people's interpretation of what zero tolerance means. Zero tolerance policy means we're not going to accept anyone behaving this way on our watch. It does not mean we are not going to accept anyone who may have previously behaved this way. Because this might come as a newsflash, but people can change. Not all people do. Some people pretend to. But some people legitimately change. So I'm glad the Mavs hired Marshall. And I'm glad Marshall hired Kidd after not only getting the details of what happened with his wife in 2001, but talking to him about who he has become since then, which is, from everything I know, a happily married man for a second time who regrets what happened in 2001. He divorced his first wife in 2007. If you want the details on what exactly happened in 2001, I provided them in a previous podcast. As a survivor of domestic violence, I'm fairly confident Marshall heard those details and didn't just rubber stamp Jason's hiring. And that if there were any hint that he wasn't a changed man, she would have sniffed it out. I'm not a believer in the scarlet letter slash cancel culture approach. I believe if people are willing to own up to the fact that what they did was wrong, and seek to resolve the internal issues that might have driven them to such an act, that they deserve a second chance. That doesn't mean everybody's capable of that. But should they be allowed the opportunity? Sure. And I'm not saying an apology and we're all good. I mean real work. And from what I know, Jason has done that. That's why I'm a little tired of the Jason kid bashing both for the incident some 20 years ago, and even as a head coach. He's had four full seasons as a head coach. He's gone to the playoffs three times. He told me six years ago that Giannis had what it took to win a championship. He clearly has an eye for talent. Should we go through the list of coaches who have had more seasons and more opportunities and have done less? The list is pretty damn long, and yet I don't know or I have not heard them getting routinely bashed for their coaching ability as I have Jay Kidd. Now, I have not read Mirren Fader's book, Giannis, but I know it has done really well. I will say this, her timing could not have been better. Writing and releasing a book about a guy right after he wins his first NBA title is about as good as it gets. I did see the excerpts about Jason Kidd, and that's why I bring the book up. I saw the excerpts that made him out to be 
a meanie when he was coach of the Bucks. And I spoke to at least one person who was interviewed for the book or for that part of the book and was told he felt Mirren had an agenda for whatever reason against Jason. I don't know if that's true. I don't know Mirren. But I will say, and this was one of the incidents that was relayed in the book, if she thought Jason making players cancel their Christmas plans to practice on Christmas Eve after a terrible loss, if she thinks that was horrific, then she doesn't truly understand professional sports, particularly when it comes to turning around a franchise that had been as bad for as long as the Bucks had been. And based on the way that excerpt was written, the idea that these guys would have to cancel their family plans and practice on Christmas Eve was presented as cruel and abusive. It's not as if they couldn't spend Christmas with their families or they had to practice on Christmas. They simply couldn't jet off to wherever they were going to go for 48 hours. I'm sorry. I'm just not all that broken up about it. And how bad were the Bucks? They'd had one winning season in the previous 11. And the year before Kidd arrived, they had won 15 games. 15 games. So, yeah, when you lose at home to a 10-19 and 19 Charlotte Hornets team, and when you ask one of your players, was it winnable, and he says, yes, it was winnable, then there's a chance you might end up practicing on Christmas Eve. I was actually surprised Kid initially gave them the freedom to go somewhere, considering it was only 48 hours, and they had a game the day after Christmas in Atlanta against the second-best team in the Eastern Conference, the Hawks. I don't know if the book notes the result of that Christmas Eve practice, but the Bucks beat the Hawks on their home floor in that next game by 30 points. If Kidd was browbeating the Bucks, it was pretty damn effective because they responded. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As did Luca. I think he is right, Doncic said, about kids suggesting that he needs to trust his teammates more. The tricky part will be how the media takes this change and the potential change in Doncic and the team. Thanks to his incredible numbers, I can only assume that's why, Luka has entered the last two seasons, including this one, as the favorite to win MVP. I don't know why seeing his team success is vital to winning it. The Mavs were a fifth seed last year in the West, and they're projected to be a fifth seed again this season. In the last 20-plus years, players on teams that low in the standings have won MVP only twice. The oddsmakers have him as the favorite, yet I would not call it a smart bet. Also, presumably if he moves the ball earlier, he's going to get fewer ISO scoring chances and fewer assists, making the pass that leads to the pass that gets the assist instead. If his numbers drop, 
but the other Mavs improve. Will the media discount him in the MVP race? Now, he has an uphill battle to be at the top of my ballot simply because he's strictly an offensively dominant player. To win MVP as a factor only at one end of the court, you need to be really dominant at that end. And it has to reflect not just in numbers, but in wins. You have to be so dominant offensively that it wins games in spite of the fact that you may be subpar defensively. This, though, is where Kidd can talk to Doncic in a way that most coaches can't. Because Kidd has won a championship. Kidd has led a team, the Nets, to back-to-back finals. The closest Kidd came to winning MVP was finishing second to Tim Duncan for the 2002 MVP award. Kidd can persuade Doncic that what really matters is getting the team to the next level. And to do that, he has to find a way to make his teammates better. This is not about you're so good and they're not as good. That was never Kidd's thinking. That was never his approach. He made his teammates better. He made Richard Jefferson and Kerry Kittles and Kenyon Martin and Keith Van Horn better. That's the crew that he took to the finals twice. Or Jason Terry and Dirk Nowitzki and Deshaun Stevenson and Sean Marion and Karan Butler. Those names don't exactly blow you away other than Dirk, do they? And yet those are the guys that he was the starting point guard in leading to a championship. Kidd also brilliantly talked about unleashing Kristaps Porzingis, which was naturally music to Kristaps' ears. Now, I don't know if Porzingis can live up to the freedom of no shot being a bad shot for him, as Kidd said, but making him believe that is genius because now it's on Porzingis to produce. If he does, then it takes some pressure off Doncic. Or it makes Porzingis far more attractive as a trade chip than he is right now. If he doesn't, well, it's not on Kid. He gave him his chance. Having seen Doncic play with the Slovenian team over the summer, I truly believe taking a less is more approach can be effective. He is as good at finding an open man with a three-quarter pass as anybody in the league. The Slovenians operated just fine without him orchestrating everything, or him getting the ball out on the break and making that initial pass that opened things up for somebody else. Slowing slowing down and playing in the half court? Yeah, Doncic can be pretty damn good there, but it is taxing and makes it a lot harder to get anybody else involved against the set defense. When, when Doncic breaks guys down, he doesn't break them down that way, where he forces a hard double team that creates an opening. I would imagine Kidd is also going to work on Luka's defense. Perhaps everyone forgets, but Kidd was named all-defense nine seasons in a row. His understanding of positioning and angles allowed him to defend both LeBron and Dwayne Wade effectively at the ripe age of 37. I'm pretty sure he can show Luka a few tricks. The bottom line is, 
I like what I'm hearing out of Dallas. Doesn't mean they're a dark horse to win it all or that I'm even convinced the kid Doncic's marriage is going to work. What I appreciate and know is that kid is going to tell him, Doncic, exactly what he thinks he has to do. And then it's just going to be a matter of if Luca will or if he can. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. In the next episode, getting a lot of confidence, a lot of confident talk out of Lakersville about how they already know that this is going to work. From Dave One, Russ Westbrook knew that this was going to work. We will dive into that unless something else arises. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 